Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by No One. Well, we had uh, a dog on the track just before practice in uh, Turkey, and now we've got one in Bahrain. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) On the show this week, Formula One is back on the big screens. Toto caught the damn Rona. Hamilton avoiding his contract like the plague. Williams signs Button. And we have our way too early pecking order for the 10 Formula 1 teams and a much, much, much more to come. But first, we need an introduction from the man that needs no introduction, the man that Time Magazine called the sexiest man in motorsport 500 years in a row, the Grandmaster, the Big Daddy, the Hot Stepper, the Don Johnson, Mr. David Croft, Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax. For the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, your boy, Cody, aka the Cordopotamus, aka the fastest thing on four wheels, aka the man standing behind you right now. Major look. But welcome to the Park It In My Ferme show. Take a look around if that Ferme is good to go. Well, you know where to park it. And I would love to welcome all the new and wonderful people gearing up for a very, very exciting season ahead of us indeed. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, let's cover the news, discuss the new Hollywood blockbuster with some A-list stars that will involve Formula One. Toto better hold the line because he called himself the Rona. William signs Jensen Button, the saviour has returned, and Hamilton still won't grace us with his John Hancock. But that's not all. 
Let's talk about our way too early team pecking order for the 2021 season. See what the 10 teams have done in the offseason and rank them. See if there's any wiggling about in the standings between now and when the lights out in Bahrain. And as always, bring it in. Let's have a little bit of a talk. I need you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you right there. See that subscribe button? You see that follow button? Gently caress it. Prod it. Poke it. Click it so hard that Alex Albon will appear out of nowhere and say they click me so hard. I'm everywhere, baby. On all streaming platforms because I'm just that damn good. My reach is greater than the odds uh, of Lewis making it one lap into a race without complaining about his tyres. Spotify. Yes, I'm there. iTunes. I am there. Overcast. You know I'm there. I'm everywhere, baby. How many times do I need to tell you? Also, I've got some socials, got the Insta, got the Twitter, got myself a Facebook page. Got so many fingers in pies, it's freaking disgusting. They call me Jason Biggs. But without further ado, it's time for the news. Let's start that music. Some huge news this week as I let Whistleman serenade me and all of you with his sweet sweet sounds but let's start with the big news out of hollywood where there will be another film set to hit the screens on netflix involving the sport that we love so much robert de niro ever heard of him yeah he's pam Fokker's father in meet the de niro's you're making jixi cat very upset yeah you're making jixi cat very upset i nailed the impression now to john boyega aka finn from the star trek wars are joining forces to bring us a movie called the formula the plot actually doesn't seem too bad either where a formula one driving prodigy must abandon his career and is forced to be a getaway driver for a crime family i mean that sounds pretty fucking awesome no release date as of yet it was only just announced, and with the Rona getting all up in everyone's grills, I can see this one taking some time to come together. But I'm super excited to see it. It'll probably get released sooner than the next Bond film. I'm still waiting on that one. In more news, Toto. He caught the Rona. He has since made a full recovery, but it's an ever-present reminder that this whole F1 season can go to shit if the Rona gets in the paddock and spreads more than Kelly PK. Jensen Button is back, baby. Not only announcing his intentions to have a team be entered in the Extreme E Driving Championships, but also putting pen to paper. <coughs> Lewis, you wanna do that one? <coughs> and signing a contract with Williams, he will go on as a senior consultant, making his racing career go in full circle or full track. Yeah, okay, that was alright. Coming back to the team that took a chance on him all those years ago, he said, I'm so delighted to once again be able to say that I've signed for Williams. Back when I was 19, it was a moment that changed my life. And despite the fact it was over 20 years ago, I already feel like I never really left. Well, I hope you feel like you left, mate, because you fucked off and won a driver's championship, so well done on that one. But he goes on to continue. Sir Frank Williams showed faith in me which I will be eternally grateful for. And I am incredibly excited to have the chance to come back 
and help the team as it strives once more for success. There's a lot of hard work to be done, but I have no doubt the future is incredibly bright for this fantastic team. I can't wait to get started. See, it's going to be very interesting to see how Button goes back at the old team and what level of input he will have with Williams moving forward. Hopefully the drivers there, Latifi and Russell, can get some points on the board. And finally, Hamilton, still no contract signing. Toto Wolf has come in and said, and ruled out, that he used George Russell's very impressive performance in the Sakia GP as leverage in negotiations with Sir Lewis Hamilton. Now, that's utter bullshit. Putting Russell in the Merc was a stroke of genius and a win-win for Toto and the Mercedes. Honestly, Toto's a genius. It didn't matter what Russell did. If he failed, well, you can say Russell's not a good driver. If he did well, and let's just say he did well, you know, that contract's going to be about 10, 15 million less than it should be. Now, he went on to say, we have a really solid basis in our relationship. We have celebrated great successes together and want to continue doing so in the future. But sometimes you have to talk things out in detail. And that took or still takes us some time. With preseason testing starting in a month and a half, you would hope that pen to paper occurs soon so they can put this behind them and move on. P.S. They are clearly fucking with us all and the contract will be done shortly. There is no way the seven-time champ is going without a seat in Formula 1. But that is going to do it for the news. Well done. Good job. Is it finished? The, the, the lights are not red. The race is over. I confirm race is over. We finished. Yeah! P2. Yes! Oh, my God. What a race. That's probably one of my best performances ever. It was so difficult. The restart and everything is so difficult to stay in front of the guys behind, especially in the straight. But yeah, let's go, come on. P2. Ah. The road is still long guys, but anything is possible. Stay motivated and we'll make it. It's the last week of January. But it's time to do my first prediction for the season and the first pecking order. Through the season, I will be doing a pecking order each race for the drivers and teams to see where they stand based on how they perform with the equipment that they have. We are still two months away from the first race in Bahrain and that's not going to stop us as we do our way too early pecking order. All 10 Formula 1 teams. This is based on the off-season moves and signings. The momentum they carried into the end of the 2020 season. And how the team, not the individual driver mind you, has themselves set up for the season. So, let's get underway on the way, way, way too early pecking order. I'm never going to get over doing that. So if you don't like it. No, I'll probably get over doing it. Anyway, number 10, Alfa Romeo. Yes, down the bottom again. You've kept your two drivers that underperformed in a crap car last year. The Iceman and Racing Jesus. You've done nothing all off-season. Haven't improved one bit. The only thing you've actually managed to do is set an unveiling date of, 20, uh, of your 2021 car before any other team. So you won that race. 
This will be another dismal performance this season. Unless they turn things around and improve, then they're going to continue going backwards. You're using a Ferrari engine and just look how well Ferrari are doing with that thing. Number nine, Ferrari. <laughs> I know you're shocked. You've even had people in your own team come out and say that the car will be similar to the 2020 car. Seriously? The tractor you drove around last season is the car you've reproduced and replicated for the 2021 season? Charles Leclerc can have all the talent in the world, but his career will be wasted if Ferrari continue to go backwards. Carlos Sainz will have to be the smoothest of operators to drag this wreck across the line. 70 years of history, 16 Constructors' Championships, and you really aren't shit anymore. I love Ferrari. I really do. But to see their demise because they don't have the right people in the right place and won't for some time mean that the top-tier team that consistently challenges for the championship will be down the bottom struggling for podiums for some time. I feel for these talented drivers, I really do, but again, I can never mention Carlos Sainz's name without playing that sexy, sexy sound. We're on a run, come on! Don't you know what that was? That was a smooth operator! Smooth operation! Smooth operator! Smooth operator! Number 8, Williams. I love you guys. You are improving each time I see you, but last year you failed to get a single point. And there isn't a Williams that works at Williams anymore. You brought back the two drivers that failed to get the point for you. However, that being said, I believe both drivers will score points this season. I can see George Russell going into Q3 multiple times. Mr. Saturday. I have high hopes that Williams will start putting some respect into the name that has been involved in Formula 1 for well over 40 years. Number 7, Huss. Two new drivers. Each come in with their own set of pressures. The son of goat. Baby goat. It's going to be tough to live up to. Michael Jordan's kids freaking suck at basketball. Hopefully the little shoemaker can keep up with Daddy Schumacher's legacy. Then there is Tits McGee. Mazepin. The chesticle snatcher. The son of the billionaire. After a very controversial rocky start to his Formula 1 career, groping a woman and posting it on Instagram, he will need to make sure he strives in the driver's seat so he doesn't lose that very same seat. But as long as Daddy has the funds to assist with the team, then his seat is probably safe. But the team has excitement, and all eyes are on them to see what they do. I think they will push to try and get Haas's first podium in Formula 1. But the only thing holding him back really is that Ferrari engine. Needs to help them out a bit more than it has at the moment. Alright, let's continue on now. Let's continue on. Number 6. One of the new boys, Aston Martin. Formerly Racing Point. Formerly Force India. They added in the veteran Sebastian Vettel. To join another daddy's boy in Lance Stroll. It was a huge 
huge mistake to get rid of Perez, said GL. The most consistent driver in the field who performed wonders with that racing point car in 2020. But the Aston Martin team have proved that they have a great car. I mean, sorry, sorry. The Mercedes B team have proved that they have a great car and they're going to be in the hunt in 2021. And by hunt, I mean they will podium once or twice. That's it. The best thing the team has done is rebrand and get that British racing green back in the sport. Mm-hmm, mm, so sexy. Number five, Alpine. They lost Danny Rick and brought in a fucking fossil. Fernando Alonso is back where he got all that Formula One glory back at Renault. But a team that should be pushing the Red Bulls and McLarens is struggling and not making the cut. They use their own engines, they have plenty of money, yet they struggle to get a car together to compete. Esteban Ocon can't match it with the big boys and Alonso might have lost a step since he's been retired for a few seasons now. Number four, Alpha Tauri. I love the addition of Sunoda. This guy's gonna be an F1 menace in the future. The little tiny master will dominate in years to come. And pairing him with Mr. Chip on his shoulder, Pierre Gasly, was a great move by Alpha Tauri. Had some success with Gasly winning the, in 2020. Ooh. Oh, I can't mention that without taking a little listen. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my. Is that just wonderful? Oh my God. What did you do? do, do? What did we do? What did we fucking do? The team have great drivers and a pretty good car. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to see what they can do. I think they can push McLaren. I think they will. I think they'll honestly challenge McLaren. Because coming in at number three, McLaren, they lost sights to a disaster that is Ferrari. But they had a Danny Rick. I think that's going to be all sunshine and rainbows at McLaren. It won't be. With a fantastic third last year in the constructors, Danny and Lando will be fighting each other for points all season long. I think this team is the third best team out there. But I think with the Red Bull, what the Red Bulls have done, second place is out of reach. I still think the gap between second and third is going to be too great. But this is the team that does what they are supposed to do. They get better each and every season, and I think they got better at the driver position as well with the addition of the driving kangaroo in Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo. But number two, now this is number two. On the way too early picking order of teams for 2021. Number two, Mercedes. Look, I mentioned at the start this was going to be the best teams, not the best driver. The combination of both with the car, that is how I'm ranking them in the way too early constructors picking order. Hamilton is the best driver, although, you know, doesn't even have a seat in Formula 1. So is he that good? 
a bit pathetic. Come on. Bottas is underperforming in a phenomenal car that Mercedes have. They are the favourites to win again. I think they probably will. But I feel the team isn't as strong. And the only thing keeping this season from becoming one of those ultimate competitive seasons like the 2010 or 2008 is that the consistency of Max Verstappen. But what did Red Bull just do? They added Mr. Consistency to their team. Number one. Red Bull. Max Verstappen has podiumed in every race he drove that he finished apart from one. Perez scores points in every single race of the 2020 season, apart from two, where mechanical issues were a factor. So what I'm saying is, give the boys a car that won't fall apart, and you've got yourself a championship winning team. I think Red Bull can win the Constructors this year. I think Lewis still wins the Drivers' Championships, but Verstappen and Perez pushing each other can easily secure second and third. And that will probably be enough for Red Bull to win the overall points. But what do I know? Also, it's fucking January, so that is way too early. Pecking order. Pecking! List of teams. Let me know what you think on the socials. Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Would love to hear from you. Oh, you need to hand me some tissues. I'm crying. Are you cutting onions? (laughs) It's so hard to say goodbye to the ones that you love. Thank you so much for stopping by. Follow me on those socials. Come on, Insta, Facebook, Twitter. You want to hear what i got to say. Poke that subscribe button and follow button on your podcast streaming device. Which service, you ask? What what service do you think I've got my podcast on? How about all of them? I'm everywhere. Thanks again for all the love and support. I love seeing the downloads happen each week. It does bring me joy looking at the world map, seeing where people are listening from. I'll be back next week. Maybe Lewis Hamilton will have signed by then. Ooh, that's a little cliffhanger. You've got to tune in. Got to tune in. Anyway, goodbye. See ya. Podcast Network.